Hello van fans, welcome to another episode of VFF's Van Life Podcast, coming to you again from a house. I am, as I mentioned last week, I am currently staying at an amazing organisation called Street Hearts Bulgaria. So um, you might hear some dogs barking in the background or scratching to get in the door. There are a hundred dogs here at the moment. They're all absolutely gorgeous. Street Hearts is an incredible organisation here in Bulgaria that neuter and rehome street dogs. There is a huge problem here with street dogs and they're doing such good work. They've got an amazing Instagram which I would suggest you follow for lots of puppy pictures and I will be featuring them in the petisode which will be coming soon. So mentioning the petisode, it's nearly here. I've got some lovely pet content to share with you guys. Highlights include an interview with the marvellous hosts of the Catavan cast, which is the podcast of Ben, Frey and Dargo the cat, who have travelled extensively together in their van. It's a really good podcast to listen to if you're thinking about travelling with your pet. There we go. I can tell you that's Laika because I recognise her bark. <laughs> yeah, so that's Catavan cast. And I also will be doing an interview with Emma and Anthony, who run Street Hearts, and some lovely emails as well to read out from you guys about your beloved pets. There is still time if you would like to write to me. It's vffspodcast at gmail.com. And also, if there's anyone out there that would like to be a guest on the show, or you would like to share your story with me, please do email me. I really do love to hear from you. So for those of you who listened to episode four, which was my mum's solo trip to France, you will remember that, spoiler alert, she sadly wrote off her van. Well, I've got a rather exciting recording to play for you. Here we go. Hi mum. So, what's been happening? Hi darling, well you'll never guess what happened when I was listening to your podcast about my trip to France, really it was. It started the memories flowing and I started feeling really sad about the van and all the rest of it. And I just went online to see if there was anything that was just put in Roma Home in the search engine because I knew I wouldn't be able to afford it. But I looked, thought I'd have a look around and I went on to Gumtree and there was this Roma Home on there. And I thought, oh my God, that's my Roma Home. And that, don't be silly, it can't be your Roma Home. There's hundreds of the things on it. And I went into the advert and it is my Roma Home. So I rang the man. It was it was lovely. I rang him up and I said, look, I've got to trust you because I'm miles and miles away and I, I don't want to buy a pig in the poke and no things can be wrong. But this was my van and I, I wanted to... Oh, Catherine, I'm sorry, I'm getting all emotional. I said, this is my van and it's important to me to get it back again. I said, you might think it's really silly, but this van meant a lot to me and... 
you've got it for sale and I can just about afford to buy it. Anyway, um, we're in the middle of a lockdown, so I don't actually know what's going to happen, but I've paid the guy a deposit on it. He's promised me it's okay. He says that his brother-in-law has had it for the past two years and he's only used it to take leather belts around festivals and sell on fe- sell them from festivals and things like that. And it looks brilliant. It's got a new bonnet. It's got new doors. The back end, from what I can see, which was what was damaged and what wrote it off before, looks fine. Looks, it looks great, cat. Anyway, I said, I'm sorry, I don't know now. We've all gone up a tier. I don't know when I'm going to get it back. And I think he's actually going to deliver it for me. So, so I'm very excited, very excited indeed. Oh, wow, that's fantastic. So it was actually someone that he knew, his brother-in-law, that had it before. And yeah. um, has it has it done much mileage since you've had it? No, no, five thousand miles since I had it, and that's five years. So you must have only taken it to festivals, you know, local festivals and things. Oh wow, yeah. that what a crazy coincidence! I'm so excited, I can't believe it. And because I was, you know, because it was going to be scrapped in my eyes, I took out good stuff from it like the the window blinds they were really nice blinds and, and fly screens and I thought oh, I'll be able to sell them but of course me being me I never did get around to selling them which means I can put them back in the van again which is which is rather nice anyway I'm now gathering together all the bits and pieces I've ordered a kettle I've ordered some non-slip material brilliant and um so what is your first port of call then? I don't know. I haven't actually thought about where I'm going. I'm just, it's just getting it back. That's going to be the... Oh, it's going to be lovely. I spent off a few tears and it coming back like it did when it was going. It has to be meant to be. There it was. I hadn't been on the line. I hadn't been online looking for them for months and months. The advert was put in the day before I went online and started looking. And it all seems to be turning out right. So that's lovely. Oh, oh, well, congratulations. Thank you very much. <laughs> and I'm really looking forward to travelling convoy. All right, well, enjoy the rest of your day. I will. I will, darling, and you. Okay, bye. Don't get too cold. Bye. How about that then? Fabulous news and I'm so pleased for her and I'm really excited for when we can go out and sit outside together with a cup of tea and watch the sunset and then go to our respective beds. It's going to be brilliant, I can't wait. And I'll keep you guys up to date with her story. A a few of you have been telling me how cool my mum is, which is just brilliant and she loves it, so... (laughs) It's amazing. Okay, so this week's guest is Catherine. When Catherine saw a yellow VW Caddy advertised on Facebook, she just knew it was her van and had to have it. She then took the van back to the farm where she grew up and she and her dad converted the yellow beauty into a micro camper using recycled and reclaimed materials they had on the farm. She fell in love with van life and now spends her weekends and holidays exploring the UK. She's now dreaming of going full time and is searching for something a little bigger, but hasn't quite found the right van yet. 
We spoke a little about the conversion in our chat, but for the full picture, you can watch a full van tour on Catherine's YouTube channel, Van Vistas. Okay, so without further ado, here is the interview with Catherine. Hello, Catherine. Hey, how's it going? Really good, thank you. Welcome to VFFs. Thank you so much for coming on. I'm really looking forward to speaking to you. Oh, thanks for having me. Oh, you're so welcome. Um, right then, let's start with a little bit of uh, van chat. So what van have you got? So I have a beautiful little um, bright yellow VW Caddy. It's the panel van, so it's not the longer one. Lots of people have the maxi version, but it's just the little panel van. It's non-turbo. A lot of people have the 1.6 turbo. Mine is the, I, I want to say it's the two litre <laughs> panel pan. I should know that. Okay. And you said it was bright yellow. Yeah. Bright yellow. Amazing. So you must be quite infamous around your area, would you say? Well, yeah. And the, actually even more so, because I didn't mention that now the whole driver side has been spray painted with like yellow and orange roses on the side. <laughs> so everybody recognises me now. Oh yeah, I saw that. It's really beautiful. Um, what inspired you to have that work done? Bit of a long story. So during lockdown, the van was crashed into on the street. So yeah, boy racers in a stolen car crashed into the van. It, it was just parked on the street. It was about 10 o'clock at night. So I don't know what they thought they were doing because it was barely even dark. They legged it and were never caught. So yeah, my poor van was all smashed and cut up. And yeah, I didn't really know what I was going to do. I was just distraught about it. But then we weren't, really, we weren't able to go anywhere really at that time, I don't think. So I was trying to think about what the sensible decision was and the sensible decision was probably to let her go to the scrap man but the insurance payout was actually quite good and I just couldn't let her go so I um, took the payout and bought the van back luckily a really lovely lady at work her husband actually does bodywork repairs so um, he was amazing and him and his team did all the repairs on the van. They had to like weld a new sill on, got a new door. Like it's absolute magic. When you look at what the van, what state the van was in and then what they were able to do, I have no idea how they managed it, but it looked amazing. And yeah, I had to have a new door. So I had like a little white, like in between this door on my van for quite a while. And then in Cheltenham, we have this annual paint festival, which is really cool. So we have loads of street artists come, usually from all around the world, but obviously last year it was just sort of local artists. And they come and um, get permission from the council to paint a certain amount of walls around the town and um, yeah, create these huge murals, which are amazing. And um, I was chatting to the organizer and it just sort of came up like what happened to my van. And he was like, well, if you can hold out till the festival, we'll paint it for you. And I was like, are you serious? And he was like, yeah, yeah, no worries at all. Um, like, we'll ju I'll just see who, I'll find an artist that's up for it. And when they've done their mural, they can do your van. That's what happened in the end. And um, had an amazing artist, Curtis Hilton, who goes by Sema, and he is renowned for these beautiful sort of floral animal murals and he did me some really beautiful roses on the van so yeah I was absolutely chuffed with it. Oh that's lovely so um when did you get the van how long have you had it for? Um so I've had the van I think I've had it about two and a half years now yeah it's a bit of a funny story because I did have a van before 
getting this one. I had another VW Caddy and that was the 1.6 turbo and they are really renowned for injector problems. And I did buy it from a garage, so um, had some insurances there, but yeah, it just had problem after problem after problem. And in the end they bought it back, but yeah, I really wanted another van. I just absolutely had fallen in love with the whole van life in quotations and I just knew that I needed to get another van and I don't think I'd been looking very long before this yellow beauty showed up on Facebook marketplace and I was like that's my van I need that van that's my van yeah it wasn't very far away it was in Swindon so I went and drove down and was like yep uh, this is my van I'm, I'm having it so yeah and then I did it out with my dad so my parents live on a farm um in Shropshire and my dad is like the biggest hoarder of just junk basically so it was like a big playground because he had so much um scrap wood and he has all the kind of tools and screws and nuts and bolts that you could ever possibly want so yeah we had a lot of fun sort of finding loads of materials that we could upcycle and turn into a really cool little camper van so that was really good fun brilliant and I remember when we kind of got in touch on Instagram I remember I'd seen one of your videos and he came up with a really good um, bed design if I recall correctly yeah so it's really simple um, design really my camper I know a lot of people when they're designing their bed always sort of go for the pull out slat system and so originally I was like yep that looks really cool I want that and then when I was kind of looking at it and the materials that we had and if I wanted a full-size bed then really your slats are going to have to come halfway to the van and that takes up quite a lot of space so then we actually realized if we did like a a system where we had multiple pieces I could have my stationary box and that has a big drawer that pulls out to be the kitchen at the back and then if I put some supports across widthways I could put I think it's two extra planks that then sort of slide out and sit on top of that support and there's a drawer at the other end Um, I'm making it sound quite complicated but it looks very simple Um, it's very simple so anyway you get the idea there's some planks that come out and instead of the sliding slats and it works really well it's so simple and effective and um, yeah it was much less faff than having to drill each individual slat on and then make them slide out because I had a little go and I just couldn't get them to like slide out smoothly I don't know what people do I've seen and heard some people like rub wax on them or soap or something to make them slidier but yeah it just turned out for the materials that we had this system was perfect and now I I love it I think it's so simple and great yeah when you go on like Pinterest and and YouTube and stuff you can really get swept up in the complicated designs um, and think that's the way to go but I think sometimes it's really good to just go simple because it's not easy making a slatted pull-out bed. It's really not. My boyfriend is a carpenter and he had like, you know, it was a big challenge. Cool. And what was it like growing up on a farm? You said that you've been driving tractors since you were <laughs> 12. <laughs> yeah. Well, growing up on a farm was is great. And especially looking back at it now, like I was so, so lucky. But when you're young, and I will also say now that I have seven siblings, so I'm like middle child, I think I'm actually fourth 
of eight children. So I sort of, I've grown up with, with all of my siblings. Um, and living on a farm was amazing because we had all of this land, all of this places to play. And it's the most beautiful place because we're right down in the bottom of a valley and there's this forest that sort of like overshadows the farm and the land. And then, you know, so many places to explore and play as a child. And it was great. And we didn't, I didn't have internet till I was about 14. So there was nothing to do but play and explore. And that, like looking back at that now is amazing um, to have had that childhood and my parents always being around. But when you're young and you're farmers and you have that many siblings, you can never go on holiday. You can never like do all of those things that your friends at school were doing. So yeah, I definitely didn't appreciate it as much as I probably should have when I was growing up. But yeah, it was amazing. Yeah, it's funny, isn't it, with um, something like farming or looking after animals that you can't have a holiday. Like you said, there's no day off. Does your caddy have a name, by the way? When I got her, I think I started calling her Bumble, but then like since being on social media, like every single person with a yellow car or a van ends up calling them Bumble or Bumblebee. And so that name kind of like fizzled out. Yeah, and then I started calling, oh, this is gonna get quite funny now because <laughs> I my license plate is BJ. Um, so <laughs> I, I started calling my van like Bumble J and it just didn't stick and it's quite complicated. And then to make matters worse, my license plate is BJ AVG. So it's literally BJ average, like is <laughs> on my van. But my job title awkwardly is also BJ. So I try and like get away. It's my <laughs> journalist van. <laughs> okay, everybody. <laughs> the universe is trying to tell you something. I don't know what it is, but. <laughs> yeah, I won't comment. Have you done many trips away in your van? Um, Yeah, I mean, I've not done too many, like, really long trips, but certainly weekends away and and weeks away when I can. And um, I think one of the first longer trips that I did, I think this probably was only actually a long weekend. When you're away sometimes for four days, it can feel like forever when you cram every day full of activities. So totally. with some girlfriends to Scotland um, was I think one of the first longer trips that I did. And that was just so hilarious because obviously it's a tiny van and to have three women in this van. And um, and one of my friends is sort of really into camping and the other one was just so not at the time. And so that was really, really funny um, because she'd never like hiked anything before. She Like the biggest hill I think she'd hiked is like the one where we live in Cheltenham. And so um, like dragging her up Ben Nevis is like the first hike she'd mm-hmm. ever done, which just seemed quite cruel at the time. But I think she loved every second and it was really, really fun. Oh my God, three people in a VW caddy. <laughs> yeah, it was quite funny. And I mean, they'll like say to me now about how awful I am to to share any space with but I'm, I was in my like mummy sleeping bag so I don't know how they can say this to me but apparently I love to take up all the space but we just about <laughs> survived. Oh brilliant your boyfriend's got a van is that correct he's got a Vauxhall Vivaro? Yeah so my boyfriend has a Vauxhall Vivaro he's actually out there now like underneath the van trying to fit a diesel heater um because he's he's so jammy and lucky sometimes. He won a competition on Instagram um, for like a brand new 500 pound battery pack. And it's really cool. It's really um, like one of these fancy new ones that you can charge like anything and everything off. So he's actually managing to fix that up to a diesel heater that we can still then charge phones and stuff directly from the battery. So it's very fancy. I don't really know how it's all working, but yeah, I don't really know. I think his fans are 2012 um and it's silver which is quite cool um 
so we both kind of managed to dodge the white van thing for now but like it's quite a lot bigger than uh, VW Caddy it's still not high roof so you still can't stand up in it but the way that he's built his with a little kitchen unit and a sink um, and some sort of like clothes storage on the side it's much more practical to go away um, as a two whereas like my caddy was great when we went away with it in the summer but come winter when you've got really muddy boots and then you've got to try and like not get mud all over the van and then getting the bed in and out with two people is quite a mission when you go away a lot so we tended to go away in the Vavara a lot more once it gets colder. Did you go up to Scotland is that right? Yeah so I went up to Scotland recently um we managed we're so lucky actually because Looking back at last year, even though it was such a strange year, we still managed to go to so many places, like between the all of the restrictions and before the restriction. And so come September, when all campsites opened and stuff again, um, we really wanted to go somewhere because we were going to go to Scotland in April and obviously that didn't happen. And you just get so sucked into forums on Facebook. And I remember looking at, there was loads of these North Coast 500 forums on Facebook and they were just so hostile and it seemed like no one in Scotland wanted anyone to come there and people were littering and doing all these horrible things. It just made me feel like, do I actually want to go? And then we decided to book a ferry to the Outer Hebrides and thought it might be a bit quieter over there. And then once we actually got to Scotland, it was lovely and quiet and beautiful and the locals were so friendly and there was none of this sort of hostile atmosphere like you'd think from all these Facebook groups. So it was so, so amazing. The Outer Hebrides is probably the most amazing, beautiful place that I've possibly even been in the whole of Europe, actually. The, the beaches out there are just so incredible. The turquoise water and the white sand, and because it's that little bit more remote, it's so quiet. So we really did have white sandy beaches to ourselves every night. You can park the van right up on a beach and just cook dinner and swim and and surf although we didn't have a lot of surf when we were out there but um yeah just so amazing and then we came back to the mainland and did the whole north coast 500 and even that was quiet and people saying you know that people were pooing in laybys and like littering everywhere all of these remote beaches on the north coast 500 seem to have toilet blocks and car parks and i don't yeah i suppose when it was full-on lockdown and everything was closed it might have been a bit more intense but even the north coast was quite quiet when we were there in september and it was yeah it was absolutely amazing i i really already want to go back to the outer hebrides and maybe even the shetlands or something scotland is just like completely completely underrated beauty Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, I think like, especially if you have got a van, this was the year to be traveling domestically and enjoying what we have, what we might not see, you know, on a normal year when people head down to Spain or France or... Yeah, definitely. And I mean, I grew up in Shropshire, but right on the Welsh border and and Rid grew up in Wales, you know, it's his first language. So for us, like we'd always just tend to, you know, if we wanted to go surfing, we'd head over to Cardiff or if we wanted to go to the mountains, we'd probably still head over to Snowdonia, even though it's so far away. So while Wales was shut, but still a lot of England was open, we then started visiting places like Dartmoor a lot more and just completely fell in love with some of those spots that we probably really wouldn't have spent much time in otherwise. So that was that was really, really nice. So you're currently searching for... Um, a bigger van and you've got dreams of maybe going full-time in the future and traveling is that right yeah I would I would absolutely love to I mean I've thought about it for years and years and I think 
um, when I got my little van, I'd sort of just started at a new job. And I think I'd have loved to have got a bigger van then. But when you're kind of showing up to all these professional interviews, you don't want to be the one that shows up in this big white builder's van to, uh, yeah, to like a BBC interview. I just, it probably, I mean, I pr it probably would have made absolutely zero difference. But in your head, when you're trying to be really professional and look professional, like I just thought the whole big white van thing would not have boded well for me. So um, once I got the job, I then got my little van um, as a sort of, yeah, a compromise to myself that, I can go away on weekends and still enjoy my job and, and, and this and that. But now I think that I've, um, you know, been in the job for a few years. I would just absolutely love to get a bigger van now, something I can stand up in. And I would love, love, love to move into it and go full time for a few years. You know, I'm 25 now. So I think if I'm going to do something a bit crazy and remote, I'd love to do it now where I've still got so much time and youth. You know, I don't want to wait 10 years and then be debating over a van or a baby or something like that so when you got your yellow van you saw it and you knew it was your van yeah I, I swear it didn't take me long at all to find my yellow van and just know that it was my van and I don't know whether it's because van prices have sort of been have risen a lot lately or whether there's not as much around because I know you know obviously a lot of car manufacturers haven't been able to produce as many vans and maybe that's had like a filter down effect for delivery drivers and etc and, and secondhand vans on the market but honestly I have religiously <laughs> been checking selling sites like every day for the last six months and just not found a van that is suitable or I've just not felt that connection or there's something in me internally still not wanting to give in to the white van lifestyle but yeah I don't know I'd love I'd love a, a Fiat Ducato that's sort of my that's my number one and then obviously like when you say that the Citroen Relay and the Peugeot Boxer are the exact same van really but then yeah every time I see a van that's not white I'm like oh I really like you but then you're much older and you have much more miles and then it's a it's a slippery slope it really is <laughs> oh totally and like it's funny because uh when you were saying about how you knew that that was your van I was exactly the same with both my vans I saw them and I was just like that's my van here's here's my money just give me my van and I thought at the time like wow that's really irresponsible um but like that is such a common way that women especially end up buying vans they just see it and they feel the connection and they just want that van and it's a really emotional decision okay so today i'm telling you guys about fetcher chocolates fetcher chocolates is an independent female-owned business that sells luxury handmade vegan chocolate I've been eating vegan chocolate for years and nothing comes close to Fetcher chocolates. It tastes amazing and it looks beautiful. It really is the perfect gift for special occasions and something that everyone can enjoy. It's dairy, gluten and soy free, so great for allergy sufferers, but also for anyone. I mean, this chocolate is so good. You don't have to be vegan to enjoy it. There are classic flavours such as milk chocolate mousse and golden salted caramel, as well as these special Christmas flavours, gingerbread, milk chocolate orange and white chocolate candy cane. I loved the blackberry mousse bar with homemade bramble jelly and real blackberries. I'm definitely going to be getting that one again. It smelt incredible and it tasted so good. When I received my order, I was really impressed with the beautiful presentation. 
The colours are brown and black with a really classy gold logo and the packaging can all be recycled as paper, so no plastic in sight. Fetcher also plants trees to offset the packaging so it's an eco-friendly choice as well. When I want to buy a friend a beautiful, delicious gift, I just go to FetcherChocolates.com and I get them a gorgeous gift that they will love. Fetcher Chocolates are offering listeners of this podcast 10% off with promo code VFF. Enter promo code VFF at checkout to receive a 10% discount on your order. Yep, that's 10% off. So go on, go to FetcherChocolates.com and get that chocolate in your life. You will not regret it. But I think that's important though. I think you really need to fall in love with it because, you know, there's going to be times where it's going to be really hard. You know, there's probably going to be a part of your build where you just want to break down and just give up for a bit or, you know, something's going to break and it's going to cost a lot of money to fix. And if you if you haven't got that emotional attachment and really know that this is what you want to do, I, I think it's going to be a lot easier for you to break or to regret your decision if you're not sort of fully invested in it. So that's, I think, why I really want to know that I've found the van that is going like, to get me through all of the hard times and I'm going to be committed to investing and traveling and, you know, be a part of my life, really. Yeah, because you've you've fallen in love. So it, it's worth it. It's worth like going through all the pain. Maybe I'm overthinking it all. I don't know. No. <laughs> No, I'm sure. No, I think you're right, though. Like van prices have gone through the roof. And like, I think it's a mixture of like delivery driving jobs and van life uh, being trendy has just really. And sometimes I look at these vans and I think this person selling it has just pulled a number out of the sky. It's just like, oh, yeah, 10,000. Let's see if anyone will pay that. (laughs) Yeah, but I think that's another difficult thing for me as well. And I think, you know, when you're younger, you want to fit in and you want to be like all your friends and you want to be like everyone else. But now that, you know, I'm I'm 25 and I have a bit more independence, I I don't want to be like anyone else. And when you're looking at social media and you're seeing it become a trend, that in my mind is making me feel like it's making me question more whether I want to do it because so many people are doing it for whatever reasons they are and you see social media and you see this image that it's becoming that makes me again like question whether I want to do it because of the way that it's changing and the way that it looks and then I think you just have to take a step back and remind yourself of the reasons why you want to do it and it's it's just very strange how the whole van thing has exploded over the last year or two years even yeah absolutely and um It's funny because since I've been doing this podcast, people have kind of got in touch with me and they're like, oh my God, I'm getting a van because of you and all this. And almost I feel a bit like, whoa, hang on a minute. Have I have I represented the reality well enough or am I contributing to the fantasy (laughs) of fan life? Well, I think in the same breath, though, it is the most amazing experience. And I think anyone that lives in a van will probably put you know, all of those amazing moments, maybe ahead of all of those terrible, terrible times that you will have in the depths of winter when you're freezing your butt off or something goes wrong. But those moments that you have when you're, I don't know, like laying in bed above a cliff, looking at the ocean in the sunshine, and that's just the most perfect. Yeah, I think it's really hard for someone to kind of say, oh, you really need to think about whether you want to get a van and all these bad moments because they are the best times. And I would honestly say to anyone, 
if you got a van, you'd probably never regret it. The freedom and independence that you get from having like this little house on wheels, it is something that I think is so infectious and so addictive. And I'm not surprised at all that so many people um, are now getting vans and wanting to travel. Like that feeling, it really is indescribable when you're just like on the open road, you've got everything you need, there's complete freedom. You don't have to rely on anything. You just go out there and just literally wherever you feel like going from one hour to the next, you've got everything you need and that's unbeatable. Okay, so I know it's a bit of a boring subject, but I was wondering if you wanted to talk a little bit about the Consumer Rights Act. Are you happy to talk about that? Yeah, so um yeah, it's quite it's just quite handy to know. And I'm not I'm not sure a lot of people um do know exactly what their rights are, so it's definitely worth um having a read up because I know maybe like I think maybe about 5 years ago they they really like re sort of redid the Consumers Rights Act and made it a lot easier for um for people to read and just understand what their rights are. So so yeah, when I bought my my first caddy, I was so excited. It's probably I mean, I didn't spend a, I spent about 3 and a half thousand pounds on it. I think it was a 2012 with about 120,000 miles on it so it's a pretty good deal and I was so so excited I found it in like Ipswich which is like probably about four hours away from where I am so I remember having to get the train at the time um, all the way to Ipswich to go and pick it up and I was just so excited and I remember on the drive home um, on the motorway it started to just not feel right and I in my gut I knew that something wasn't right but I, I was just I was so excited about it. I was like, it's fine, it's fine, it's fine. I'll just like put it out of my mind, it's fine. And then, yeah, over time, I just sort of noticed whenever I got up to high speeds, it just didn't feel right. But I just kept putting it to the back of my mind, driving a bit slower, like, oh, it's fine. And then, you know, time passed and five months later, it started misfiring and started to get a bit more scary. And I was like, okay, I really need to go and get this checked out and see if I can get it fixed. And I took it to a mechanic and he was just a bit like confused because it seemed like there were injector problems, which are very, very common on the 1.6 caddies. They're an amazing van but very common for injector problems and they're very expensive to fix. So yeah, he looked at it and he said, it looks like the injectors, but it's also just something doesn't really look right. Like I think if you bought it from a garage, you need to have a conversation with them first before I could, I could like, he was very, very good. I mean, he, should, he could have taken all my money, but he said, you know, this could be really expensive to diagnose. So you might want to have a chat with them first before I start racking up the money just trying to diagnose it so yeah and he did mention the consumers right act to me and I thought oh I've not really like thought about that or looked into it so I put my little like journalist cap on and did a load of research and uh, called up the garage and just sort of said like look I've had my van five months and this problem started occurring almost straight away and now it's got really bad and you know under the consumers right act would you please have a look at it for me? And they were actually very, very good. And they said, yeah, you know, we totally respect your rights as a consumer and we will come and have a look at it. And I wasn't expecting, I was expecting like a bit of a confrontation about it, but they were very good. So they came and got the van 
and took it away but it just took so long they had it for weeks and I kept sort of feeling so annoying because I was pestering them like every week saying oh is there an update is there an update and and then um you know finally I got it back and I was so excited and I went down to the Jurassic Coast with a friend and literally on the drive down this horrible like tapping noise started and it was I was like oh god here we go again and I was just like I'm not having this I just turned up the radio (laughs) to block out the sound I was like we're gonna get down to the beach and then I will call the RAC in the morning so we did that the RAC arrived and they looked at it and they were like have you had your injectors replaced recently because they're really loose that noise is your injectors banging up and down against each other and I was like oh my Christ so he tightened them up for me and away we went again and it seemed fine and then on our way home coming you know up to Bristol Causeway the engine just completely misfired and cut out and this was the scariest moment I think I've ever had in any vehicle because we were in the middle lane of the motorway in roadworks where the hard shoulder was like concrete bollarded off and people would not let me into the lane. I was panicking thinking that my van was gonna stop short and I was gonna start rolling backwards or something and I managed just this really nice other van obviously could see me panicking and let me in and then we literally I feel like a movie moment just made it to the end of these concrete bollards into these this coned area on the hard shoulder literally before I was gonna have to just stop and be stuck. So that was terrifying. And then, um, yeah, I had to get a tow truck home. Obviously called up the garage like, hi, me again. So the van is now not working again. And they, I think, were just so exhausted. They were like, look, we're going to just buy the van back off you. And even though I'd had it for five months, I think I only lost out on about £50 in the end, which is great. And just the thing to, to really, like the advice that I can give is if you can, just to buy a van from a dealer, and a, like a proper dealership or a garage, because they have a lot more insurances and it'll be a lot easier for you to claim. And I know that's not always the easiest option because you can get much better deals in a private sale. But honestly, if you buy from a dealership and something goes wrong in the first few months that you can prove or suspect may have been an issue that occurred before you bought it or could have started before you bought it so I don't know what might go if we use the injectors as an example if you could sort of say that those injectors were worn before you bought it and you weren't told that they weren't in good condition and they then failed you have every right to go back to that garage and and get them to fix it and that's huge and I don't think people realize that because if if sometimes garages sell their vans with warranty and sometimes they say you know no warranty included but you do have six months under your consumer's rights if something happens that you can prove was a fault that started to occur before you bought the van or is due to something that was happening before you bought the van so yeah I think that's a really good thing for people to know and the consumer's rights are really easy to read and if you have any problems or if the garage tries to say that it's not their problem citizens advice are brilliant and they're the ones that deal with consumer's rights and they will help you so yeah just one worth noting yeah thank you so much for saying that because um it's really important especially like you said sometimes they try and fob it off but if you go to the citizens advice bureau they even have letters that you can copy and paste and send and they will tell you exactly what to do and when to do it so you definitely do have that protection i had exactly the same thing when i bought this van there were so many things immediately wrong with it but most of them they just agreed to sort out because the day i got it i took that's a good thing to do as well if you can like film or take pictures so you've got proof 
if they refuse to help you there is a process for that as well so it's all on the citizens advice website brilliant that's going to help a lot of people your job sounds really interesting did you want to talk about that or have you had enough it is a sunday after all (laughs) i um i work for the bbc which is really cool um i did a journalism degree and um yeah i managed to get into bbc radio quite early on so um i started working at bbc radio shropshire which is you know my sort of home county and i loved it there they had a really big kitchen which was a huge bonus but um yeah that was great they really um looked after me and i kind of started at the bottom of the ranks um at the same time as doing my degree and worked my way up through you know being the girl that answers the phones when people call in with the quiz questions or whatever and then um started going out and doing interviews and then started helping with show production and yeah and even you know got to do some live stuff which was really cool but that was sort of all freelance and then a job came up in Gloucestershire for a full-time social media producer and I ended up getting that which was amazing so now um, my main role is is really um, making content for BBC Gloucestershire's social media pages which is so fun because quite a lot of the time that is literally making really fun videos for Facebook like full-time that's kind of what my job is which is which is amazing and I get to meet really cool interesting people every day I mean not so much over the last year but luckily we do have um BBC cars so I don't have to rock up to all my interviews in my bright yellow van not that I have to do much hard news anymore but it would be quite funny if I was having to go to court cases or interview politicians and rock up in my yellow van that would be quite funny I hope that they would enjoy that rather than judge it but yeah, it's quite nice um, having that freedom to drive whatever I want and then come into work and be able to get into a professional looking BBC branded car and head off on the interviews. <laughs> and um, are there any interviews or things that you did that stand out for you as like your favourite? Ooh, a favourite interview. That's quite hard. Sometimes... Um, I do get to go to quite cool festivals and things because my job's um, in sort of digital and visual stuff. So Cheltenham Races is quite fun because they always tend to have, you know, random celebrities. Yeah, so like just casually chatting to like Mary Berry in the parade ring or something. That's quite fun. And actually, that's funny because out of all the celebrities that I might get to meet at work, I was actually very excited to meet Mary Berry at the races, which sounds really silly. But um, yeah, I have have a thing for cake. So I really like baking. So Mary Berry was a fun interview. Oh, that's amazing. I would love to meet her. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, you mentioned to me that you, you've got some really nice outdoor hobbies, but you also enjoy cakes. And um, you got one of those uh, ovens recently. Yeah, oh, my God. Yeah, so um, we don't, me and Red don't normally do presents, but he did surprise me with an Omni oven at Christmas because he knows how much I love baking. And now I guess it's a win-win for him because now I can bake cake when we're away in the van. But, yeah, I love baking. I think having so many siblings, at some point, like the crossover between my mum making the birthday cakes and me making the birthday cakes, there's obviously so many birthdays a year where I kind of just started getting a bit more and more creative with the cakes that I was making and now I just love it. I think I love the decorating more than the baking but yeah I do love to bake so that's going to be fun getting to get creative while we're in the van. And how do those ovens work then? I've seen them on YouTube but I haven't watched the full um, video. Yeah so it's quite clever they're like sort of donut shaped so that you can put them on your um 
little like gas whatever kind of gas stove that you might have in your van like I've got like a little camping stove some people might have built-in ones in their van but yeah it sits on top so um it has like a little tray that goes underneath and then the little oven sits on top and because it's got a hole through the middle the heat sort of comes up and just sort of distributes across the hall of the tin so that it cooks all the way through so you don't get like a burnt bottom or anything it is really good at distributing the heat through so you can pretty much make anything in them that you can cook in your oven which is really cool it's very clever ah so do you think mary berry would approve i hope so maybe i'll start like stalking her and tagging her and all of the things <laughs> maybe stalking's a bit maybe that's a bit um yeah extreme <laughs> yeah go for the tagging and see how it goes <laughs> You mentioned to me that you're really into um, whitewater kayaking. Yeah, it's so much fun. I think it's a bit of a, um, just a bit of a thrill hobby. But yeah, when I moved to Cheltenham, I um, joined Cheltenham's Canoe Club and they are just like, I mean, I think when I joined, I knew there might be a bit of whitewater kayaking, but I kind of envisioned this nice like flat water club where we were going to you know bask in the sunshine and paddle down the river. But they have so many incredible whitewater kayakers in the club that it's sort of um, quite good in that respect because you have so many... Um, experienced whitewater paddlers it's really fun you know you know that you can go out on a river and they'll pick you up and put you back in again if you fall out and yeah it just became so addictive that rush when you go through a rapid or yeah it's just um yeah it's so much fun and I, I love being on the water I love water I love swimming and I love being in the ocean so yeah it's quite fun and you went on a trip to Slovenia Slovenia was amazing so yeah I got the opportunity to go out to Slovenia a couple years ago but the funny thing about that is that it was with a group of like all of the men in the club and I suppose the club is probably you might not expect but is probably a huge proportion of older members like definitely I'd say 50 plus probably is the majority of the club and they're all incredible whitewater kayakers so it was really funny to go to Slovenia with like a team of dads like on standby to uh, help me improve my kayaking and it was so uh slovenia is just stunning if you know if, if you haven't been before for anyone listening it is just yeah mountains and crystal clear water i suppose the rivers probably get a lot of snow melt from the mountains and the water is just so clear you can be sitting in your kayak and looking into the water and you would think that you could reach down and touch the bottom but it's meters deep and you can still see so clear all the way down so it was actually a fantastic place to go and improve in whitewater skills because i think when the water's so clear like that and it's so beautiful there's a lot less fear for pushing yourself and falling in and yeah so that was just amazing yeah even now like remembering the trip you're paddling down this river and every corner it's like a mexican wave of like wow 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 (laughs) what's the view sort of like appear and yeah the mountains oh i just can't get enough of mountains oh yeah it's funny a few people have mentioned to me that slovenia is a really beautiful place to go it's creeping up the list now of where i'd like to go so before we wrap up I i wanted to ask you um a couple of questions. Firstly, do you have any trips planned for the future or, or places that you'd like to go in your van? 
Ah, oh, so many, so many places. But um, I would really love to do Ireland, I think, at some point soon. And hopefully that will happen. I know Brexit's going to complicate a few things over the next few years for people wanting to travel sort of longer term. But yeah, Ireland is definitely one that's high up on the list to travel around. And, and coincidentally, actually, I don't know whether Red's mum like knew that we wanted to go, but she actually gave us a book about travelling around Ireland for Christmas. So I'm going to have a, a real read of that for some inspiration. But yeah, I think that the beaches over there might be equally as beautiful to some of the ones we saw in Scotland. So that would be amazing. Yeah, I would... I used to live in Ireland and when I was there I didn't have my van but like I would say that Ireland has got to be one of the top places that you could go and be in a van because it's got the mixture of like natural beauty and amazing culture and really friendly people that would just mean so many adventures happen there because of that. If there's anyone listening that's thinking about getting a van for the first time um, and they might be a bit nervous about it do you have any advice? I think maybe I'd just say, like, think about the reasons that you want to do it. Is it because you've seen all these beautiful photos on Instagram and you think that looks great? Or is it because you truly love it, you love the outdoors, you love camping? I'd maybe even say, you know, if you have a car, go away and fold down the back seats and stay in the back of your car, you know? It doesn't have to be a van. I think that the feeling and the mentality behind wanting a van is the same as going away and camping in your car. So I'd definitely say, you know, go and download the Park for Night app and, you know, once restrictions ease, go away in your car and put the seats down and have the duvets in and just see how you like being away and how you feel at night when, um, you know, it gets dark and it's not all that sort of romantic, you know, vision of the whole van life thing. And, and if you love that then then yeah have a look at maybe getting a smaller van or if you really know that you really really want to do it maybe even rent out a van or go and stay with a friend that has a van or something and just yeah get a feel for it and know that you love it and I'm absolutely sure that you will because that feeling of freedom is the best oh that was so well said and I think that's a perfect place to end because that was beautiful cool brilliant well Thank you so much, Catherine, for coming on to VFFs. It's been so nice to speak to you. Yeah, it's been really fun. Thanks for having me on. <laughs> oh, brilliant. All right, well, um, best of luck with the search for your new van. Thank you. Thanks again, Catherine. Bye. Bye. So there you have it. That was the interview with Catherine. And if you would like to keep up with her adventures, you can find her on Instagram and YouTube at Van Vistas. And that's where you can also see the van conversion video of her yellow VW caddy. It's a really good video, so I would suggest that you check it out. And now it's time for this week's bonus feature, which is my van tour. If it ain't broke, don't touch it. Hope you enjoy it. Okay, so today I'm going to take you on a little tour around my van and give you an inventory of all the things that are broken. <laughs> so let's start with the front end of the van. The clutch pedal has worn down to such an extent that my foot slips off it. So what I've done is I've put some anti-slip material on it and I've just cable tied that on. 
the next thing is the fan. Actually, it's not usually that bad. <laughs> it can only blow out hot air. When I'm driving, I can't open any windows. I have an ongoing issue with a very slow oil leak. If I open the window, hot oil fumes get pushed like right in the window. On a hot day, it's absolutely ridiculous. I don't have any cold air and I can't open the windows. I have to strip down to like the least amount of clothes and um, basically just wear a sarong. When I turn the radio on, it comes up with a message. The message says, protecting send service. So it's protecting the electrics in the radio. So there's something wrong with the wiring so it, you can't use it basically. This seat can't move like it used to, it's really stiff. The 12 volt lighting system, no light from that one, no light from that one, and light from one. So I've got one light source now. <laughs> I noticed that they were getting really hot and then slowly flickering and dying. There is something going on with my electrical system. It is starting to buzz where it never used to buzz before. I've just plugged something in and it's buzzing. There's actually a little tiny little rusty hole. On a wet day, if I'm driving on a motorway or something, it is spraying dirty road water directly into the cupboard. The sliding window. The lock mechanism is so stiff that I have to use like pliers to, to lock and unlock it because it's so tight. Like I'm just trying to do it now and I can't actually do it. Oh my gosh. Oh, there we go. The frame of the window and stuff just keep breaking off. The handle on the outside, if it's not completely straight, it acts like it's locked so it could be unlocked but when you try to turn the handle, it won't register and it won't open the door. That's probably a really bad explanation, but point is, door's fucked. I've got an air vent here. I can open that, that's totally fine. But the fly screen and the little like lock, that is like falling, constantly falling out. I've tried to screw it in, but the plastic is so old and deteriorated. On a regular basis, that would just fall onto my head and usually what happens is the insulation falls onto my head as well which is nice oh gosh I shouldn't have touched it <laughs> ah! the doors open and close the seat belts were you know that that's more important really there we go there you have it my beautiful wonderful lovely van and all its flaws Thanks for listening to VFF's Van Life Podcast. If you want to write to me, it's vffspodcast at gmail.com. See you in a couple of weeks.